We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, it's uh, Tommy with you on News Radio 930 WBEN. Preferred pronoun, your majesty, or your royal highness, either are acceptable. And it is a singular, I am not a they or a them or a their. Uh, your Royal Highness, Your Royal Majesty, possibly Your Excellency, but only if you are of equal status. Uh, talking about uh, your Uber stories out there, and I, I want your Uber, uh, you got you men and women who drive for Uber to call in too, because there's got to be things about your riders that drive you up a wall. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. For example... You're an Uber driver. Dude is in the back seat having a violent domestic over the phone with his partner. That's got to be a really uncomfortable position because, you know, people in violent domestics, by their very nature, uh, tend not to think rationally. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's get back to the calls. Uh, Here is Mark in Amherst. Mark, welcome. You're on WBEN. Hey, Tom, how are you? I've got my wife sitting here, too, now that I'm home, uh, and we were just going over some hilarious Uber stories that we have together. I use Uber for work quite a bit, and I I have to agree with uh, several people out there that when I get into an Uber, especially a long one, I don't like to talk the entire time. I like to bury my face in my phone, take a nap, Look at the scenery. Not so, some drivers feel like it's necessary to talk the entire time, and we, I, I just I just don't like that. But D- dude, I agree, and it's not that I'm unsociable. It's just that I like to be sociable with the people I'm sociable with. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and even yeah, even yeah. with friends, I'm the quiet one, which is kind of right. funny. Man, I'm a man, man of few words. You know, I, I don't don't need to talk the you know the entire time. You know, I like I like to nap and you know catch up on other things when I'm when I'm riding in the back seat of some stranger's car <laughs> <laughs> okay my wife and i we went to oddly enough both of these situations occurred in florida we have like we have a few but we, we just want to share a couple of them this happened like uh, around right before ride sharing was even legal in new york we had we, we went to go see a series of four concerts around the new year's eve holiday down at american airlines arena in miami and we had a, uh, you know, by the by the fourth night, which was New Year's Eve, we had it. We had the Uber situation kind of kind of figured out, and we needed to get back to our Airbnb uh, to catch a flight home, which involved us having to hail this Uber early, run out of the concert, and find this guy, and you know, get back to our Airbnb. So. Uh, we executed this flawlessly. We ran out of the show. We we avoided the surge, which is the price increase when, you know, when an event lets out and they can charge you whatever the hell they want. But um, we got into this Uber and 
this guy just wasn't moving. And, you know, he's texting on his phone and trying to make a phone call. And we're like, dude, what's what's going on? And he says, well, I, I'm I'm kind of waiting for for somebody else to get out here. You know, uh, he, he apparently made a deal with some other guy before the show that he would take him home. And this was on the side, you know. Oh. So we end up missing the encore of our of, of our show and we end up having to sit in traffic anyway oh and we get back to our airbnb late and you know pack our things up and we miss our flight home <laughs> because of it good did you tell him dude we are on a very tight schedule and oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to report you to uber for doing a side deal Oh, I think we wrote him a, a, a you know a, cra- a crappy review, but we kept saying like, "Hey, dude, we got a flight here to catch," and you know he just kept kept saying like, "Oh, where you know where is this guy?" He told this this guy, and the guy that shows up was like, you know this, you know this, uh, the the band was Fish. I'll put I'll, I'll, I'll put it, put it that way, right? Uh, he, this guy that comes out was like, you know, stumbling, and we 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 kept, we stayed relatively sober because we had to fly and we didn't want to get denied boarding uh, on our flight, and um. This guy that comes in just kind of, you know, staggered along and got in the car and was like, hey, man, you know, thanks for waiting. And we're like, you know, we're upset that now we're sitting in Miami traffic on New Year's Eve. Well, if it was a four-night stand of fish, this was going back to the 90s. (laughs) No, this was actually 20. I think it was 2014, I I think. Really? Okay, good Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. So, all right, you you got another one. So this is also in Florida on a le- on a much more uh, much more uh, serious note. Uh, my my wife was at a, con- uh, at a not a concert at a at a conference in Orlando, and I just came along for you know the the hotel and the pool and it was in November. Actually, I think it was right around November. I think is when we were down there, right? Yeah, yeah. We escaped November, and so I, we I w- we were down there, and you know I would hang out at the hotel during the day, and then we'd go out at night. We didn't we didn't rent a car or anything, so we were we were we had to use Uber. And our first night, we we hail this Uber that picks us up, and you know we look at the guy, we look at the description of the guy, look at the picture. It doesn't quite look. He doesn't quite look the same in the picture, but I gave him the benefit of the, the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't speak any English. We get in, you know, we've got a dinner reservation, and we and the guy like departs the parking lot through the exit of the hotel, right? So immediately he gets pulled over by by the police, and uh, the police like check him out, and he's he's not driving. The car is not registered to him. He's got. Uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't a a, a, a a citizen of the United States. He was like uh, I, I think just just an alien on a work visa that um, shouldn't have been driving. But it, and it wasn't even when it wasn't even his Uber account. So like this this was like the way the way the cops explained it to us was that like there was a an Uber pimp that had like all these other cars and people driving for driving for him under the same account it was like really really strange but like the the police weren't even sure what to do with this guy and they just they wrote him an appearance ticket and the police said yeah you you guys are fine you know just uh you know he's just gonna get an appearance ticket and you know enjoy your enjoy your dinner (laughs) enjoy your dinner date an uber pimp so was he allowed to continue the drive yes 
yes, we thought for sure this guy was getting arrested. And, and you know, he didn't speak any English, so they had to call. We had to wait for somebody, for a translator to show up from the from the police to understand what this guy was saying. And, you know, he still couldn't comprehend what the police were trying to tell him or, or what to do. Um, but w- the, w- what we got out of it was that this, this guy was, you know, he was driving a vehicle that wasn't registered to him. And there was some other guy that was in charge and that he was working for. And, you know, they were asking him how he gets paid and he gets paid, you know, got, would get paid cash under the table. And the, the police just, the police weren't even sure what to do. And, and again, this was a, right when ride sharing was a new thing, you know. Yeah, that's that's an amazing story. What what language did he speak? Just out of curiosity. You know, I think he was. I think he was speaking. Yeah, it might have been Pakistan. Yeah, might have been Pakistani or. Um, we're, we're not. We're not. Not totally sure. We were kind of like a little freaked out. Well, it's kind of cool that the Orlando PD had somebody there who spoke the language of the Indian subcontinent. There's like about 300 languages in the Indian subcontinent. Oh, oh sure. Two sure. official ones, sure. Hindi and English. But uh, thank you very much, Mark. You've had uh, quite the experiences with uh, Uber. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. We appreciate. Yeah. It. Good. Good stuff. And uh, w- w- when's the next uh, concert for you? You know, we have a one-year-old now, so uh, it's been <laughs> uh, hopefully soon, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully soon. I, I, I've, we've, I've seen like 75, I have 75 or 80 fish shows, so I, I'll, I'd love to see 75 more before they retire. Wow. Just nothing more pathetic than somebody who goes to see the same band over and over <laughs> and over and over, Steely Dan. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's mine. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Uh, All right, Mark, thank you. I feel bad. I think Donald Fagan might miss me. It's been a couple of years now, three years, I think, since uh, I've had Mr. Fagan's DNA splatter on my suit. He spits a lot when he sings, and we always get the front row because, remember, I I told you, don't go to many shows, but those that I go to, I want the best seats we possibly can get, and uh, it all works out well. Uh, Let's get back to the calls. Um, I'd I'd still love to hear from uh, Uber drivers about what has driven you crazy about passengers uh, that have gotten into your vehicle. I'd have to believe number one would be people puking. Number two would be obnoxious or rude people. Uh, Bossy, arrogant. um, I don't want to say the female first name, but you know what I'm thinking. Let's go to uh, Steve in West Seneca on WBEN. Hello. Hello, Tom. Um, I got a little different type of driver to talk about. It's a medical transport driver. I was discharged from the hospital, and I was going to be taken to uh, um, a physical therapy with some wound care and physical therapy and occupational therapy and all that. Well, this guy, right from the start, he was just not in a good mood. Um I got into the into the wheelchair. He didn't even bother to strap me into the wheelchair. He just took uh, the stuff that I had and threw it in my lap. And he said, come on, I ain't got all day. Well, you're the one that's got to get me to, to the van, dude. Oh, well, Tom, the ride there was absolutely horrible. Um, I was going from Buffalo to Orchard Park, and he's going down the throughway. Um, he's trapping cars on the merge lanes. He's not letting anybody merge in front of him. And he's yelling, I got the right of way. I got the right of one. I'm thinking, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. And um, if somebody's trying to pass him, if somebody wants to make a lane change, he'll, he'll sit right next to him and speed up, slow down. He was terrible. 
And uh, when we finally got off of the expressway and onto a, a street level, uh, he, he started going, and there was a car in the left lane that uh, wanted to pass and get into the right lane. He's not quite up to speed yet. He hit that gas pedal. I thought I was going to go out the back door. Honest to God. And we get up to a traffic light that's red. He doesn't bother to stop. He just does a right on red. There's traffic, you know, horns blasting. And this guy is yelling, I'm making a right on red. I got my... I said, hurry up, get me there. You know, it was... How horrible. Oh, my God, Tom, it was it was the worst ride I had ever been on. Well, you, you, Steve, you are the second person who called in with a medical transport story. The first guy who called in, um, the driver was falling asleep at the wheel. Was that was that, that call? The Yeah, falling asleep at the wheel and uh, apparently was, was let go. Apparently, this driver did not have the bumper sticker on the back of the vehicle. How's my driving? Call 1-800-UP-YOURS. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I was thinking very seriously when I finally got to uh, where where I was supposed to go. I was thinking very seriously of just, you know, talking to somebody at that facility and call the, the uh, uh, transport company and tell them what was going on. But then I got to thinking, well, it's going to be my word against his. So why bother? I got there. I'm in one piece. You know, and well, I'll, I'll tell you why you might want to call, and you, you should have called and complained because uh, it, you might say it's my word against uh, his word, but I guarantee you wouldn't have been the first person to have called to complain about that kind of behavior. And when you see a trend or a pattern developing, uh, it's kind of difficult if you've got three or four people who call in a certain period of time to say, "Here's what this driver did." Uh, as an employer, you don't want to have to pay higher insurance on your vehicles. You're going to let somebody like that go. Well, I agree. But, um, and I can't believe that this driver, if that is a consistent way of driving for that person, uh, has not had a moving violation. I mean, especially well, driving I, I, driving a medical uh, transport van, that's serious business. I mean, you're, you're not going to occupational therapy and physical therapy for your health. And then if, uh, like our previous caller, you, they don't let you out of the hospital unless they physically see you getting into a car you are not driving, preferably a friend, preferably somebody you say is going to spend some time with you at home while you're under sedation. I mean, I love Booker as much as anybody, but uh, I don't need him in my living room for five hours. Yeah, well, he, he, a nurse did, uh, you know, escort us down, and uh, he was just chewing the nurse out left and right. And finally, she just turned around and looked at him and says, you got to do your job. And, well, that just set him off even worse. Oh, good so. Lord. Well, I hope that guy's not in that line of work anymore. Uh, that's really uh, that's really a shame. Uh, thank, uh, imagine that on a school bus. Every kid would be videoing with their cell phone. Uh, thank I, I, I drove a school bus time, and I'll tell you what, I'd rather drive a prison bus than a school bus because you got a guard <laughs> with guns on a, on a prison bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, you know, thinking back to sixth grade, we were on a bus. I cannot believe how loud we were on a school bus. The driver actually pulled over and told us to quiet it down. Can't say that I blamed him then or now. Uh, thank you very much, Steve. Great, uh, great call. Um, Wow. Yeah, that's that's interesting. No, I mean, you, you guys probably know this already, but if you have a medical procedure done 
Um, they can put you under complete anesthesia or they can put you in twilight anesthesia. Either way, you have a process like that. As I mentioned earlier, first thing they ask you is who's driving you home and what is their telephone number? And do you want them to be updated during the procedure with what's going on? And the answer is obviously yes. Like I said, I've got Booker on speed dial. It is... uh, 527 at News Radio 930 WBEN. That man has given so much of his uh, time to me, it's it's not funny. And, uh, well, I mean, I'd do anything for the guy. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. For all the times we've seen Steely Dan, only saw him do this song once live. Yep, only once. Uh, I think that was at the Beacon in uh, New York City. Anyway, welcome back when it was a safe place to walk. Uh, haven't been there since it has slid into the uh, the sewer, into the abyss. But again, people in uh, New York City, we, uh, we're simply their vassal state here in uh, our neck of the woods. Of course, people in Erie County vote the same way as people in New York City, so ain't really much of a difference. And, and Rochester and Syracuse and the major metropolitan areas and Tompkins County and a few others. Anyway, uh, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. So uh, uh, I want to do something, I think, a little bit different. I mean, I'll still take your Uber stories, whether you've got an Uber horror story as a driver or as a passenger, that's cool. But I am taking so much heat on Facebook, it's not funny. There are some people who really need to understand how to read basic reading comprehension is a good skill to have. If somebody writes down words, can you understand what those words mean, not make assumptions, and simply based on what the words are, especially when what is written is an interrogative. It is a question. It is not a declarative. So here's what I posted on Facebook. Let me just scroll up to it here if I can read the damn thing. Um, hold on. Hold on. It's I'm coming. All right. <clears throat> Here's what I wrote. Would you rather the Bills not even make the playoffs or go to another Super Bowl and lose? Question mark. And you know, and here, here's the declarative part of what I wrote. And if you know, uh, and you know, if they lose it, 
It will be in dramatic, last-minute, Greek tragedy fashion that breaks our hearts, spirits, and will to live. A bit of hyperbolic writing, perhaps, but there was an interrogative asking you what you would rather have, what would you rather see happen? The Bills not even make the playoffs or go to another Super Bowl and lose. Then I declare if they lose. I didn't say when they lose. I asked if they, I, I declared if they lose. You know it will be in dramatic, break your heart fashion. So if those are the two options, and it is, as I've tried to stress on Facebook, it is a hypothetical question, okay? It's a hypothetical. Would you rather see the Bills go miss the playoffs or go to the Super Bowl, Josh, go to the Super Bowl and lose? That is the question. It's, it's that simple. They either don't get in the playoffs or they make it all the way to the Super Bowl and everybody thinks this is the year, this is the year, and they lose. It's a real simple question. What would you prefer? Personally, I'd prefer they not even make the playoffs because if they lose, underline the word if, if the Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl and if they lose, I would be willing to bet it is going to be in super dramatic Greek tragedy style. Why do I believe if they lose, it will be that way? Well, do I need to go through wide right? Memphis Miracle, 13 seconds. All of these were dramatic Greek tragedy fashions. Now, three of the Super Bowls weren't even close. The Bills got blown out. But what would you rather see? What would you rather see? Not even make the playoffs or go to the Super Bowl and lose it. I, I believe that a, another Super Bowl loss would be so devastating to this community. Psychologically, it would be horrible for a lot of people. I think a lot of people would be absolutely despondent. See, if they don't make the playoffs, you can always say, well, you know what? Injuries happen. This this team got bit by the injury bug early. They couldn't seem to shake it. And they simply couldn't pull it together in the home stretch. And they missed the playoffs. Wait till next year. But if they make it to the Super Bowl and they lose... Even if it's a blowout, even if it's a blowout, if they lose, if they make the Super Bowl, this area is going to be a pit of devastation, rivaling Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Psych psychologically, that's what it's going to be like. And I just happen to believe because how many, how many Greek tragedy endings to, to a season do we need? 
Sabres, no goal. No goal. And yet these things happen. So I'm kind of curious where you are on that. And with the uh, Bills-Miami game now scheduled for Saturday, the 17th of December, is that going to screw up any other plans you had? Maybe the dreaded office Christmas party or perhaps the uh, wedding you were going to go to on the 17th, but the Bills game is going to be played on the 17th. I mean, there's a lot of people who wouldn't go to their own mother's wake uh, given the Bills-Dolphins on a Saturday. Just saying. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to uh, Elizabeth in Williamsville with an Uber story. Elizabeth. Yes. I am a full-time Uber driver for five years, and one of my pet peeves is people trying to get into my Uber with a small child, toddler, baby, or something like that without a car seat. And then I have to tell them, I'm sorry, it's illegal, and have to cancel on them. And, of course, I get called a number of names. <laughs> that, uh, you know what, that's something that uh, we, we'd never thought about. How often does this happen? How often does it happen to you? Uh, at least once a week. Uh, do you have you written um, the big people at Uber saying they should make it very clear when people are oh, ordering yeah. rides that I mean I'm not sure what's on there because I don't have small kids but uh, do you uh, do, does Uber make oh. it really clear on their site? Yes, the thing and what will happen is once I cancel. Um, they will order another Uber, and obviously there are some Uber drivers that do take them because they keep doing it. So what I end up having to do is after I cancel the ride, I have to turn my app off so that I don't get their request again because I'm the closest person to them. Well, when you get a request, don't you have the option to decline it? Well, you don't know who you're picking up. But if you, well, if it's at the same, if it's at the same address, isn't that a fair assumption? Well, yes, but if you keep declining it, it goes against your acceptance rate. Oh. I just I just turn it off, drive five miles away or whatever, and then turn it back on. So I lose not only the fare, but anything after that for a few minutes. Wow. Never really thought about that. Yeah, folks, if you're going to do if you're going into a taxi, an Uber or a Lyft and you've got an infant or small child, you need to have a an approved car seat for the kid. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's my biggest problem. Well, okay. what other problems do you have as a very nice sounding Uber driver? Yes, I am. (laughs) No, um, actually, I haven't had any problems. In Western New York, uh, it might be because of the hours that I drive. I drive between like maybe two o'clock in the afternoon till about ten at night, and I only do Monday through Friday, so I'm not getting a lot of the partiers. Well, the the partiers could give you really big tips. That's true, but so does everybody else. Really? Okay. How do yeah. you determine how talkative you are going to be? Because uh, one of my biggest irritations getting into an Uber is, and let me explain, I usually am the one who drives. Okay. 
So it's a treat for me to be able to look around and see things that I haven't seen before, even if I've driven down the road a million times. Because oddly enough, when I'm driving, I keep my eyes on the road. Um, I know it sounds strange, but that's what I do. And um, it's a treat for me to just relax and not say a word to anybody. So as the Uber driver, uh, somebody like me gets into the car, how do you assess, well, does this guy want to hear my life story? Uh, Do I ask him where he's going or do I not say anything? How do you make that decision? I usually leave it up to their, uh, what they want to do. So in other words, when they get in the car, I acknowledge who they are and where they're going just to make sure everything's correct and then we're off now if they want to say something to me fine and then i will converse with them if they feel like conversing most of the time they want to look at their phone or they put their headphones in you know that type of thing indeed you know if someone wants to converse i have no problem with that so okay, you you go with the flow. You let the fare dictate um, uh, dictate the the terms of the ride, which I think is a great right. idea. Okay, how about right. the radio? Because something else that well, I'm sure other people find it annoying too. Getting into an Uber and it's music you don't like played at a volume you can't stand. I don't play music. I usually have your station on or another talk radio station on oh that's got to be a real and, big hit <laughs> i wouldn't have this well, station on if i was an uber driver i i have it on low and i have it up um to the front with the um you know speakers and then if i have someone get in the car like a, a student or something like that from ub i usually change it to 102.5 or something more modern for them um and, and just keep it on low. All right, so you're you're making assumptions based on somebody's age, which yep. I find which I find interesting. Um, do you if you get our black brothers and sisters as your fare, do you put it on one of the uh, hip hop stations? No, I usually put it on a the uh, oldie station, which basically plays good music for anyone <laughs> um there no th- that's really that's really interesting have you ever had somebody say look that radio is really bothering me can you shut wben off um no but i i know that if they get a phone call and they start talking i'll lower the the volume it's well, basically i'm taking care of the ride i mean they they're paying me. Yeah, they're they're paying they're paying you. I mean, my my point is no disrespect here, Elizabeth, but you are a tool. You are a means to an end. You are how people are going to get from point A to point B. Uh, you're not anybody's new best friend. You're not anybody's mother. You are a tool. I don't mean that like I call myself a tool. I've got to ask you the question I've asked a few people so far today, and that is this. Considering the mileage you are running up on your odometer, the cost of tires, the cost of oil changes, the cost of replacing your brakes, how is this even a profitable venture? Oh, it is because, I mean, the mileage is deductible, uh, at tax time, and it actually does very well. Um, the uh, tires are also deductible over time, 
period. Um, everything else is maintenance, so that isn't deductible. But um, I do have 270,000 miles on my vehicle, and I'm just going to drive it till it dies. Good Lord. What do you drive? It is a 2013 Ford Escape, which I was very surprised that it lasted this long. Um, but it is, it, you know, when, when the gas prices went up and they doubled, basically, I ended up driving a little bit more to compensate for that. How many How many of your fares, I've asked the vomit question a few times, but you get off before mm-hmm. the vomiting season starts. Um, how, how many times uh, do people leave the back seat in, in a total state of chaos? Never. I have not had one problem. How many times do people leave their phones behind? Mm, I've had maybe two in five years. Oh, that's the most terrifying feeling in the world, but uh, yeah. th- there are ways to contact Uber to uh, get it back. Anybody leave a wallet behind, a nice, fat, juicy wallet? Nope. <laughs> um, well, good good for you. Again, again with the, um, the, the gas mi- mileage, um, I only accept rides that are under 10 minutes away because then you're guaranteed – you know, because sometimes if someone's just going a couple blocks, you're going to get not a very good fare. Um, so as long as I accept rides within 10 minutes away, it works out pretty well. Okay, so you, you've got this system uh, all worked out. Um, most yeah. of my rides are very, very, uh, very, very short rides. I always feel bad seeing somebody coming from Lancaster to pick me up. Um, how right. how li- long have you had to wait for the latest customer? Uh, in other words, in, in other words, some people just run late all the time. How many minutes do you give somebody before you say, "Hey, dude, I can't well, do this"? Well, the app actually. Uh, it has a timer. When you arrive at the location, it starts the timer, and it gives them five minutes. Now, usually at around two or three minutes, I'll put a little note saying, it's a busy time of uh, day. I can only wait a few more minutes. So that kind of gives them a little heads up that once that cancellation uh, notification comes up, I'll cancel and get a cancellation fee. Understood. Anything over five minutes. Anything over five minutes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, great call. Thank you uh, very much, Elizabeth, the Uber driver. Uh, hopefully, I'll get you someday. And, and if, sure. if, if we do come across each other, please allow me a few moments of silence. <laughs> It'll do you some you good, too. Uh, th- <laughs> thank you very much. Eliz- uh, that was a good call, a great call from uh, Elizabeth. Uh, by the way, um, you know, we've talked about war movies on this show lately, and I think it's going to stop at the end of December on Netflix, but heard about this movie my entire life. Only watched it over this past weekend. The Dirty Dozen, 1967, Lee Marvin, Charles Bronson, Trini Lopez, uh, Ernest Borgnine. I mean, pretty much a lot of big names in that movie. Very, very, very well done movie. Could have used some swearing. Uh, a little more swearing in it, but it was uh, it was super good, nonetheless. And Lee Marvin looked a little bit old for the part, but he still looked like he could absolutely kick anybody's butt very easily. So check it out if you if you've always heard about this movie but you've never seen it, The Dirty Dozen on Netflix until the end of December.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.